Hi, everyone. This is Rob from Beck Did It Better. Well, it finally happened. The four of us could not get together to record an episode this week, so we put together a best of clip show for all you Becker heads would have something to listen to. I also think this is a good dropping off point for new listeners because we go through some of the running jokes we've had. So if you think of anyone that you would think enjoyed this podcast, this is a great episode to share with them. Now, if they're anything like me, when somebody recommends a podcast, I say thanks and I never listen to it, but maybe you'll have more success. I also want to take the time to thank Russ, Aaron, and Matt for doing the show, and I can't tell you how much fun it's been podcasting with them over the last year. I especially want to thank Russ for pulling all these clips this week. I also want to thank our hardcore fans who have been calling and texting the Beck line at 802-277-BECK, emailing us at beckdidabetter at gmail.com, and following us at beckdidabetter on Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Now, a quick word about the app. Some of our early episodes had dubious sound quality, so I want to apologize in advance. Also, I got a very special guest to co-host with me this week, so I didn't hold back in playing some embarrassing material, but the only time they put their head down was the very last clip I played. It's a real doozy. Well, here we go. Best of Beck did it better. Volume one. We couldn't record this week. We were just too tired. So Russ picked out clips that he thought were inspired. Russell did a great job. The clips mostly involve Rob. These clips are some of our best. At least they're all above average. Russell picked out everyone. So email him if you are upset. Clip shows what you're stuck with. We all just want a little rest. All Rob had to do was some edits. But then he went and got a special guest. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. But you're just too lazy to look it up online If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack Beck did it better So mom, this is this is how we're going to do this, okay? I, so the, the plan is that we can't get together and do an episode this week Because everybody's too busy We've got too, much, too many commitments It's mostly Aaron's fault but I wanted to play some of the best bits of the show for you and then explain the show to you. Good. Because I figured if I could explain it to you, then that's me explaining it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. So your goal here is you don't have to be funny. You don't have to be anything except for how you really feel. So if you think something's terrible, you can tell me. If you think I'm trying to get too much attention, you can tell everybody that. There's only like two people that are going to be listening to this, so you don't need to worry about that. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making the podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. This is the best volume one perfect uh all right so i'm gonna play now i'm gonna play the theme song and i wrote and sing in this theme song you ready for this maybe not 
when you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track, I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Yeah, it's so good. So good. All right. So that so this is the this is Beck Data Better. This is a podcast I started with three of my college friends. I'll show you a question, uh, a picture of the three college friends right now. Um, just to give you an idea of what they look like. Okay, so here's me in the middle. This is when we were in Las Vegas and they all put pictures of me on shirts and wore I them. See. So this is me. Here's Russell right here. Here's Aaron. He's he's very bald. And here's Matt. Aaron, if you remember, sang at my wedding. Mm-hmm. Remember, he didn't do a good job and he kind of ruined it. Everybody didn't like it. And then Russell, if you remember, also had a job at the wedding, but we're going to talk about that at the podcast here. So the, the idea of the podcast is that we listen to the top 500 albums on Rolling Stone uh, that Rolling Stone said were the f- top 500. And then we talk about the albums and we talk about uh, whether we like them or what we think of them. And so I take this is the first one I ever did. This is Michael Jackson's Thriller. We did the album. So what I did is I took the song where Vincent Price, remember where he's talking during the song? And I made kind of a spoof of it. It kind of uh, explains who everybody on the podcast is. Got it. Okay. Hey, guys. Thanks for meeting me in person today for this recording session. I really appreciate it. I didn't think it was safe for us to meet in person, but Aaron kept texting Scamdemic, stink Scamdemic <laughs> over and over again. So I thought t- he was going to get in trouble. But <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's, you know, he, he doesn't care. So here's the deal is that I did rent this big spooky mansion that we can record at. So let's awesome. just walk Let's just walk up to it right now. Let's check. All right. Oh, like this. Oh, sounds like you're my bad face. Rob, something's behind you. Oh yeah. The podcast hour is close at hand, and our four hosts. <laughs> will make their plans. Russ is at the record store and dating online and trying to make us have a shorter run time. Rob's editing episodes all night and day and thinking of dirty things to say. Matt's also working hard as well, making spreadsheets of things that can go to hell. better tonight. Ooh, baby. Hope it goes all right. Wow, what a singing voice. Yeah, honey. Hope Aaron and Matt start a fight. Uh-huh. Looking at downloads on the website. Oh, no. Our number of listeners is slight. And Aaron's locked in his garage so sweet. Looking at photos online of feet. Thinking of songs that are so obscure. And his funny laugh is the only reason he is here. And though the quality will take a dive with only old jokes in our quiver, we are forced by this damn list to make a podcast about the Michael Jackson album, Thriller. All right. So that was the introduction to Thriller that we did, and then we would talk about it a little bit. Um, But we have Russ. Uh, who lives in Minnesota, Matt, who lives in Minnesota, Aaron, who lives in California, and myself, who lives in New York, although I'm now in Minnesota, hanging out with the family, and it's super fun. Um, so what we do is we record it together, and then I edit it, and then I send it to Russ. That's why I said he's always trying to get it to be shorter, because I would like to have a four-hour podcast, if that, if you can believe that or not. 
Ooh. Butt buster. <laughs> well, you don't have to just sit on your butt listening to the podcast, Mom. You oh, can walk okay. around and do whatever you want. Got it. Um, so I'm going to play for you right now. Here is a clip from our revolver. And this was a story about Russ when he was in my wedding. And you're actually in this story. That's why I picked Ooh. it for the first one. So he was an usher. And if you remember, he had to do some tasks. And then he had kind of a disappointing end to the wedding. So let's listen to it right now. And again, I want to remind you, I'm playing a character on this. Are you ready for this? Got it. Do you have any questions about the podcast so far? Not so far. I think you're saying it's not that hard to do. I you can just, follow it. Yeah. You know, well, I, okay. Well, that's good. All right. Here we go. Did it better. So let's go next one. Eleanor Rigby, one of the few songs where there are no Beatles playing on it at all. No guitar, no nothing. George Martin arranged, arranged this on strings. Paul still plays it with acoustic stuff, but... I think this was my favorite song on the album. And I love this opening lyric about Eleanor Rigby picks up the rice in the church where the wedding has been, lives in a dream. And it's all about this loneliness of this person. Her job was literally to pick up the rice at the wedding. What a horrible job. <laughs> and she's and wearing a face that she keeps in a jar by the door. Like, that is some lonely well, shit. Well, see, now right? that I can relate to. That is actually the one part I do relate <laughs> I to. I can actually directly relate to this picking up the rice in the church. Like, I've never had to do that. That oh seems like God. a terrible job. But I was a groom, or not a groomsman, I believe an usher in Rob's wedding. That's like a that's like above groomsman for a lot of weddings, Russell. Just to let I you know. I was an usher at, at Rob's wedding probably, what, 15 years ago? 16. And we're there, and the wedding gets over, and everyone runs out to the limos to jump in the limos. We're going to drive downtown afterwards. And Rob's mom, I believe, comes up to me and essentially tells me, Hey, you need to go pick up all those statues that we put up out there. Like she treated me like the help kind of. It was 105 degrees. See, I don't remember any of this. Hmm. Yeah, you were having fun. <laughs> I get I pick up all these statues and then I come running out and I barely make the limo and the limo is full, so I have to sit in the front fucking seat <laughs> with the limo driver for a 45 minute drive downtown. <laughs> <laughs> And so I literally, I am literally sitting in the front, you know, where they have to put up the the screen or the window where you can't see in the back. So all my friends, all the bridesmaids that are back there that I'm going to try to talk to, and I don't get to sit by anyone. I'm sitting up by the front with the driver. And I remember looking at him and I'm like, can I at least drink up here? And he looks at me and kind of gives me the. He realized I am the lonely person, like in this Eleanor Rigby song. You're Eleanor Rigby. And he just he said, you do what you need to do, man. So I sat up there, but I never really thought about it. And then I listened to the lyrics of the song. And I'm like, man, I'm the lonely person who had to pick up the damn statues at Rob's wedding like this. Eleanor Rigby had to pick up the fucking rice. Yeah, we threw those away the next day. We didn't even want those statues. We just tossed them. We didn't even need them. I remember the back of the limo is a problem. I mean, the air conditioning was too, it was too cold in there. <laughs> Conversation. There was just too wild. You were laughing too much. Yeah. Hey, John, what about the change of the song where it's about somebody pick, picking up statues? Uh, I, I, my Paul McCartney voice is going away pretty badly. Yeah, sounds oh, like no, Rick Rob. It's perfect. Like Rick Rob. It's perfect. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for the support. Keep I it up, buddy. It. <laughs> yeah, that, so that song's fun uh, and not depressing at all. And, Russell, once again, thank you for picking up the statues. Yeah, because how are you supposed to have a wedding if I don't have statues of myself around where it's, it's like, oh, here's, here's me as a centaur. The nude statues, like the David yeah. Rob version, yeah. was probably not necessary, but it worked for your guys' yeah, event. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
like, hey, make it bigger. Okay, and that was the joke you thought I was going to make, and I made it. Oh, I'm so disappointed in myself. Okay, wait a minute. I'm going to come up with a different take of that joke. Three, make it smaller. Yes, I nailed it. Yes. Yes, I came through. Yes, I am the best. All right. I'm only sleeping. This turns out to be my one of my favorite songs on the album, and I I didn't know that I know this whole song, and then I was listening, and I know the whole song. I really love it. Uh, Lennon has a theme of singing about sleeping in a couple of albums, which maybe he was depressed. I don't know. Well, obviously he was, but this is a this is a song where they actually played it um, faster and they slowed it down for the album. They used a various speed. On I didn't this, know that, which they did on a couple. You're not supposed to do any research, Rob. You promised. No, I was told that by um, by the limo driver because I was up actually in the front of the other limo <laughs> as well. And he was like, hey, I'm a big expert on the Beatles. And it's back. The voice is back big time. It's back. It's back. When you want to hear right. about so, the greatest Mom, albums Do you have any time? recollection at all of talking to Russ at the wedding and making him move flowers and stuff like that? None. And I'm pretty sad to have made him into an Elmer Rigby. <laughs> Because that's pathetic. But I think it was my bossy, mouthy friend, Jane Teejan, that oh, did that and not me. Oh, no. Don't let Jane hear this. Yeah. yeah. I, I just can't be blamed. I refuse to accept any shame whatsoever. Well, I think on a wedding day, I think you get you 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 paid the big bucks. I think you get to tell people what to and do. Doesn't I, that seem fair? I have no memory of any statues uh, at, any, I, at the I wedding. I think it was flowers, and I think I made it into... I think he said statues because mm-hmm. it sounded heavier, like he was actually doing work. Because moving mm-hmm. flowers, I mean, that doesn't sound hard at all, does it? Mm-hmm. That's more, yeah, Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really like he barely did anything yeah. at all. Yeah, well, yeah. anyway, so I we're feel... we're in agreement on that. I'm sorry that he was a lonely man, but... Right. I've spent some pretty lonely times at multiple weddings. I guess we all have, <laughs> huh? Well, he's not just was a lonely man. I think he still is. And let's talk about that real quick. Let's get into Russ's dating life. So this is a recent date. Russell is the only one of us that isn't married. Um, and so he often regales us with his online dating stories. And I always thought being an you know online, I mean, can you imagine dating now with all these apps and everything? Well, just hell. Oh, oh I was going to say it sounds awesome. But so I, I think that it would be, it would be a ton of work and you just go out with a bunch of, I mean, I think we all dated losers at some point, right? Can you imagine just randomly dating online? You'd, you'd run into tons of losers. Let's listen to how this date goes. Russ, rolling going. How's it going with you? Um, so the other day I went on a date with a woman and she announced she was pregnant <laughs> at about 10 minutes into the date. So I just, how do you guys deal with that? First date, first date, 10 minutes in. <laughs> first round draft pick of, a, of an online date and you get the announcement that, yes, I'm actually... Um, I'm not drinking today, not because I, I haven't had a good experience with alcohol. It's not my thing. I'm allergic. It's yeah, I'm actually pregnant. So I, I yeah, that's my life. <laughs> we, we can just move on. That, that's my life. Doesn't that seem like, I mean, isn't that something that there's gotta be stuff that there's like rules of things you have to disclose. You would think so. <laughs> Isn't so there? could you tell? Was did it come up? Like could you as she walked up to the table? Were right. you like, well, I'm curious about whether this woman is pregnant or not? Or did you, like how did this? Was it nope. a complete surprise to you? Nope, couldn't tell. Nope. Okay, okay. So nope, early on, tell. early, early in the, in the in the process. Okay, yep. just an announcement. It, there was an announcement about five minutes in. We were ordering a drink, and she mentioned before that she did not drink, and I was like, that's fine. I don't care. Teach their own. And um, she said it again. We were sitting there for a few minutes. And I was like, okay. And then she said, I'm pregnant. And I was like, 
I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. And then it came up another time and it was clear it was not. It was, yeah, this, this is so, my life. So on the second date, did you like figure out the backstory? Yeah. <laughs> Third date, you're in the hospital holding a leg. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I don't even know how to respond. This is my life. Okay. Uh, we can just fucking move on. David Bowie. <laughs> I, no, I kind of, I do kind of want to peel into this a little bit. <laughs> Please peel. There, it's an onion. There's, there's plenty so of layers. What exactly to this. did you say when she said, I'm pregnant? And you said, ha ha ha. And then she goes, no, I'm actually pregnant. I can't drink. Like, how much longer does the date go on then? And did the thought cross your mind of like, I could raw dog this? Night, you know what I mean? Like, you, <laughs> she's not going to get pregnant again. <laughs> She's not. It's the ultimate birth control. I actually, I don't know if I can ever take this back if I say, I'm just going to be quiet. No. I can't take it back. I did we'll happen wait, to read we'll a wait. news article on like CNN or something this week where a woman had two different children within like three months of each other where they were conceived while she was pregnant. So that may or may not have crossed well, my mind. Possible. Rob. What? It's possible. Uh oh! I think I found my new kink. This is weird. This is gonna get real <laughs> no. weird. This is not good. I don't know. Just yeah. I got nothing on this. So no, no. But how long did the date last after that? Like, what do you do after that? I mean, do you? We continued our brunch. I don't know. Yeah. That's good. That's that's the gentlemanly thing to do. And so at that point, you're just like, well, I'm gonna get a meal out of this. Did she order two brunches? Oh. She did. She did not order two, but I. <laughs> He's eating for two. I'm eating for two. <laughs> Drinking for zero. I'm eating for two. I don't even. What, what, what am I even? I got a feeling she was paying for. She was paying for zero on this day too. I got a feel. Russ is paying for. You got to get a little quicker She's on that Monday night exit on these. Somebody's here, Rob. I mean, if you can't laugh, you would cry. I'm paying this for type two. Shit, right? Yeah. Eating for two, but paying for zero. When Whoops, she sees the bill like coming, she's like. <laughs> oh boy! So yeah, <clears throat> I mean, think of the money on. you'd save on condoms, Russell. It'd be in the millions. I I think that's a great cost benefit. You got to think about it. You know what I mean? Get out your yellow pad and puts the positives on the one side and the negatives on the other. And I would say it would get tougher and tougher because I think it is important. Like if you break up with somebody, especially if you've been dating for a while, to do it in a public place. I would say you have until they're about six months pregnant and then dumping them in a public place is problematic, right? <laughs> if you're dating somebody who's visibly pregnant and you have to break up in a public place, that looks really, really bad where you're just like, yeah, this isn't really working out. Well, see you later. And everybody looks around they're like, wait, what? You're just like, oh. that would be that, that, you know, Rob, that's the, that's the thinking three or four step. That's playing chess instead of checkers. Yeah. And that's why we appreciate you as the, Lead host of this podcast because that's that's the how you main know. host, so, main host, main host, the main host of this podcast. Yeah, if you missed your window though, you're in big, big trouble. So, uh, yeah. Russell, that uh, I have to say, I am kind of reevaluating what I was saying earlier about my marriage and all those jokes I was making about the uh, marriage phone sex line. My life does sound <laughs> better than that. Okay, <laughs> not gonna lie. All right, so I was referencing there, mom. I was doing a joke about a phone sex line for married couples. It would be like, oh, I did the dishes and I didn't even tell you about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's funny? Or like, I, I, I not only did I do the dishes, I also cleaned out the sink inside. Hmm. <laughs> 
I'm having a hard time laughing at any joke about that sort of thing. So you might just have to. She did try laugh. It. You have to start over on that. All right. One. Well, she did laugh at some of the Monday Night Football plugs that I put in there. So okay. So what I do is that when I'm doing this podcast, I also have this sound effect board, so I can also play sound effects. Mm-hmm. But as you can see, I, I I I think I feel like I do have great restraint, and I don't play them too much. I let I kind of let the podcast yes. breathe. So what do you think of the podcast so far? If you had well, to grade I think it, it's like- pretty good. One of the things I like about it is that people aren't talking over each other all the time, which some people do on podcasts, which I find very annoying. What podcasts do you listen to? Well, I listen. I, that's just some that I've tried that I have not done mm. a second time. I'm, uh, you know, quite addicted to revisionist history. Oh, that's my my bent. Did they have but, a part uh, about dating a pregnant person? Was that around no, there? but they have some quite amusing parts, and and uh, some of the stories I think could fit right in. Oh, hey, there we go! Great plug for my mom. Uh, us and revisionist history, uh, and I am also not telling you the title of the podcast because I don't actually want you to listen. But that was from our David Bowie episode. So this next one, this is a. So then, what I would do is I would take a song from the album and make a parody song, and that's how the the episode starts. Good. So, oh yeah, thank you. So with Russell, I made a parody of uh, Prince had an album called Sign of the Times, and he had a song called Sign of the Times. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is I made a parody song called Pickup Lines. Got it. Did you? Did you? Um, has anybody ever used a pickup line on you? Not for about a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> Could you know any pickup lines? I don't think so. Okay, that's that's good, or or not, whatever. Uh, so, oh, and there's one term I have to explain to you. Do, have you ever heard the term bay? No. B-A-E. Mm-mm. It means before anyone else. Oh. Okay. So you'd say, oh, like, oh, you're my bay, And that was short for, okay. So this is sign of the times, but it's pickup lines. Got it. Okay. And again, I'm a character on this. Oh, Russell, this is a great bar. Yeah. Let's, let's go talk to some ladies. Let me see you some of your, what you got here. Uh, hey baby, what's going on? You play soccer? Oh, you look like a keeper. You know, I always thought happiness started with an H, but looks like it starts with you. Say, do you have an Instagram? My mom always told me to follow my dreams. Is that a mirror in your pants? Because I can see myself in them. (laughs) Uh. Hey, ladies, I'm Russ. If you're feeling down, I can feel you up. Say, pretty baby, there's something wrong with my phone. Your number's not in it. Baby, if you word words on a page, I know you'd be the fine print. Baby, you must be a library book, because I keep checking you out. Baby, you should be hanging in a museum, because you're a work of art. Hey, I'm writing an article on the finer things in life. Could I interview you? Oh, yeah. Lines. Russ's pickup lines. Oh, excuse me. Do you like bagels? Because you're my bagels. Oh, are you a model, huh? You not? Well, baby, when did you quit? Did I tell you I run Spotify? Now you're on the hot singles list. Baby, you're so beautiful, you're so hot, even my zipper's falling for ya. Hey, do you have an inhaler? Because you have got that ass. Lines Russ's pickup lines Hey, I'm researching important dates in history Do you want to be mine? Hey, does anybody here want to go halfsies on a baby? 
When you want well, that's kind of fitting considering the last clip we listened to. Yes. Anything to say about that? How? I guess I'm getting pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can picture me sitting at my kitchen table while the girls are around and I'm recording those songs. Good one. And you're proud of me as a. I like the library book. Check out. That was my favorite. That's your that's your favorite one. That's yes. a good one. That's a it's classic. Quite an intellectual pickup line. Yeah. Or like, are you from Tennessee? You're the only ten I see. I said that to my mom. Wish I wouldn't have done that. It's kind of a regret. <clears throat> All right. So moving on. My mom's giving me the big thumbs down. Uh, so this was from our one of our first episodes we did. Actually recorded this here at the cabin last year. This is from Beach Boys Pet Sounds. And this is one where we actually got an advertisement um, resort up in northern Minnesota. And so he asked if we could do an advertisement in the middle of it. And he asked each one of us to kind of riff something in the middle of it. And so this, is, this, this one is titled um, Wife Swap. And it's just a joke, okay? It's not, Mm -hmm. I don't actually want a wife swap. Yeah. It seems like a lot of work. All right. So here we go. Beck did it better. This 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 reminds me more of Beach Boys I'm used to, though. You know, I agree, Go to the beach in my hot rod. Yeah, now. This is not the Beach Boys I'm used to either. None of these songs on this album. Is there one song about the beach? No. No. It's it's false advertising, right? Yep. And really, in the pandemic world, a lot of us are missing trips to the beach. Oh. But for those of you who are living in the Midwest and don't want to take a flight to the coast to see Aaron out in Oakland, you still need that beach time. But Russ, what can we do about that? There there can't be anywhere we can go where we could find a beach <laughs> that we could relax on. There is actually, Rob. It's great you asked that. I want to recommend that you take your family trip to Cole's Resort on Big Turtle Lake in Bemidji, Minnesota. Coles Resort is one of Minnesota's historic resorts and has been providing families with the chance to make a lifetime of memories since the 1960s. Coles Resort has 20 cabins, and guess what, Rob? They have air conditioning in every single one of them for you. That's big. Now, what are some of your guys' favorite things to do at the beach? Aaron, when you go to the beach, what do you love to do? I love to paddleboard. You know what, Aaron? If you were to go to Coles, you don't even have to pack your paddleboard. They have free paddleboards for you to use up there at the beach. Matt, what do you like to do at the beach? Well, you know, I'm not really a sand guy. I really like to kind of hang out on like a pontoon or a boat and just get out on the water. Matt, Matt, Cole's Resort up at Bemidji, Minnesota has boats and pontoons for your rental, all sorts of them for you. You don't even need to to hook up your trailer. You just go up there and they'll help you out. Rob, what do you love to do at the beach? I like to wife swap. And just this week only, (laughs) if you're at Cole's Resort and you say you're there for the wife swap, they'll give you 30% off. That's 30% off. Go up to the desk and say, I'm here for the wife swap. <laughs> Rob, I also know that you love to be outside at the beach, but you don't want to get sunburned. For, for those of you who sunburn easily, they've got an indoor pool. And for those of you who can't stand your kids and need to get away for a few hours, you can stop in at Liar's Lounge Bar and Restaurant for a drink. Liar's Lounge. <laughs> so when you get done listening to this album. I don't swap in there. When you get done listening to this album and you need some beach time and you need to get away from that wife swap, which you can't handle the second one either, reserve your cabin at Cole's Resort in Bemidji, Minnesota. That's K-O-H-L-S Resort. And tell the owners that Beck did it better. Right. I'm sure I'm sure the owners will be thrilled with the wipe swap portion of this advertisement. Um 
Beck did it better, and I'm here for the wife swap. If they have somebody come up to them and say wife swap, and they want a discount, we officially have the most successful podcast right. of all time. Right. My life goal, right. I don't care if my kids start smoking meth and never go to college. If somebody goes to Cole's Resort and goes up to the thing and says, I'm here for the wife swap, I will feel like my life has been worth it. Everything I've done has been leading up to that moment. Can you imagine? Russ is scooping ice cream and drinking a hundred beers or whatever you did the other week when you were up there. And somebody comes in and goes, I'm here for the wife swap. And Russ just immediately like texts us. Yes. He just knows. I'm sure the owner would have no problem clicking on a button on that laptop of his and saying, oh, we'll definitely give you that 12% discount for the wife swap. Yeah. Oh, that's cabin nine. (laughs) All right. I just wasn't made for these times. (laughs) Touchy feely Brian Wilson. I do love the song though, and it's not, it doesn't seem like it's that popular on the Amazon streaming. Aaron and Matt, one thing you guys were talking about earlier is how, like, this is kind of more cutting open a vein or getting personal than maybe a Beatles album. And I think you're right. If you're looking, it's like mm-hmm. he's just looking for a place to fit in, he's looking for where he belongs, right? And aren't we all kind of looking for that to some extent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I think the Beatles probably wrote about that, but not so directly the way Brian Wilson was willing to say, like, sometimes I feel very sad, which, like, is the literal most human emotion you could like communicate. And like the Beatles would always like talk their way around it. But Brian was like, I'm just going to say it. Can you imagine a band like kiss or like Motley Crue writing a song like this? Where they're like, sometimes I get sad. Don't know what to do. I would like to hear Motley Crue cover it. I'd love to hear Motley Crue cover this. So good. All right. We should talk about Miley Crew in one of these episodes. All right. Next one. Pet Sounds. Is this the worst title track of any album in the top 10? Or ever? Hello. This sounds like one of those uh, like surf music instrumentals, right? With the... It is yeah. an instrumental. This, this was the one I talked about earlier where there are 22 instruments, 52 musicians on this song. Wow. Oh, well. I don't even know 52 people that would want to talk to me, let alone that would play instruments in a small room with me. Well, you could hire them. We haven't released this yes. podcast yet. Uh, you could hire 52 people to do that. Exactly. We definitely can once we, get that, once we get that sponsorship money oh from my Coles God. Resort up in Bemidji, Minnesota. <laughs> we'll be paying out so much in discounts, though. Right? God dang wife swap. <laughs> Russ, everybody's up here swapping wives. I'm broke. <laughs> Cabin one, cabin four, cabin I'm five, right. cabin twelve, the upper level of the big cabin, oh the my lower God. level of the big cabin that's just constant wife swapping. I'm not making any money. I put cabin five with cabin seven. Turns out they're actually married. I, I'm gonna wife swap. Now they're mad at me too. Yeah. The, the people rowing the canoe, the people that are using the kayaks, they're all swapping. I'm not making any money. So is the concept of wife swap is that funny to you? Oh, I think it is kind of at a resort in Minnesota. <laughs> this is you tough ju- sitting here listening to this to you and then you, having you people watch. This is tough to do. Forgot about the whole keys in the dish kind of no, thing. Okay. No, the, this is gone from se- funny to that not That was funny. the 70s. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> this is it's flipped around and now I don't want to be here anymore. All right. <laughs> we're going to do. So I, what I did with that is that I then turned that into a song. This is by an artist called Kanye West. Have you ever heard of Kanye West? Sure, um, because he's related to Kim. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. Yes, he was married to Kim Kardashian for a bit. So I, they, he had a song called All of These Lights on his dark. This is off the, the episode that was Dark Twisted Fantasy. And so this was the very first parody song I ever did after that thriller. The thriller was kind of a halfway. 
So I don't think, and I and I did one about Russ selling knives because he had a job selling knives. Did you ever know anybody that did that where they did the Cutco knives? Oh, definitely, Matt, your brother-in-law. Oh, did he? Yep. Did, was he, Suzanne, was he good at it? Yeah, I bet he, no, he wasn't very good at it. <laughs> he handed it to him with like, he was holding the knife part and they had the handle. And he's like, ah, my hand. Or he hands it to him with the, they have the blade part and they cut their hands. That's the funnier part. I'm going to edit that so it sounds funny, mom. Don't worry. That's what I do with this podcast. But the, I did one called All of These Knives. And so this is this is a, a one I did about wife swapping called All of These Wives. Got it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob, K-R-O-B. This next song is a hit song about when yours truly went on a cruise, and it turned out there was a buffet and some wife swapping action. Oh, yeah. Here it is, All of Them Wives. With my spouse, feels so good to get out the house. We meet some folks, we think they're nice. We're hanging out. I talk with the wife, go back my room. Phone starts ringing, the folks are calling. Turns out big on swinging. Go to their room, his name is John. Let's couples there. Turns out the swap is on. My wife, your wife, his wife, that wife. What a life! I'm disappointed. What basically happens is that we get a joke that we think is funny and then we do it like eight happy, weeks. The rest of them cry. When you All right. So that was the Kanye West wife swap one. So now that's kind of that's kind of Russ's section. I want to get to talking about Aaron. Okay. So Aaron is, he lives out in California. He was a vocal performance major and he's really, really into music. He's like the one guy who actually knows a lot about music. Like if you asked him who his favorite jazz drummer is, he'd have like five different answers for you. And he often talks about very boring things, but he also talks about things that are insane. He just says crazy things because he, he thinks that they're interesting. He lives in a very small house out in California. Um, and so at some point I told him that um, I, I made the joke that he was really into people's feet, like a foot fetish. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, but I don't want to. Okay. So, yeah. So I made the joke that he was really into feet. He's not at all. But when that happens and it turns out that it's funny, then we do it over and over. So here's a song I made on the Aretha Franklin episode, which, by the way, if you haven't heard that album, it's a great album. This is um, this is it's it spells out P.I.C.'s of F.W.T.'s. And now here to sing America, the beautiful, the queen of soul. Podcast is free. It don't cost no money. And Aaron laughs at things that are funny. After Aaron says, "Can you guys text to me?" Yeah, baby. Text to me. Pictures to my phone. Oh, baby. He wants PICs of FWTs. He needs to see those pictures, please. PICs of FWTs. Dirty feet of your wifeies, please. Just some feet for Aaron's phone. 
Just some feet for Aaron's phone so he can beat his little bone. No, Russ, I don't I don't like that you wrote that. When you um, want to hear about so, the greatest albums of all. So then um, I wanted to. So one thing Aaron loves more than anything else is that Aaron has a job. I don't know what he does exactly. He's explained it to me a number of times. I have no idea. But he almost never is at work. Like he thinks a full day of work was like four hours. But he's got that kind of California lifestyle that I think we're so jealous of. Have you ever, have you ever thought about living in California? Do you think you could do that? I would love it. Really? Yes. All that driving around? Well, I don't know. I think I'd bike. Oh my God. That's so, <laughs> that's so active of you, Bob. So he lives out in Oakland and he lives in a very small house and he does some job. I don't know what it is, but basically every, every week he's like, yeah, I worked two hours today. And then I went hiking for 10 hours or whatever. Like, I think he has a very good work-life balance. Yes. Well, that's not even a balance. That's an imbalance. The other direction. <laughs> well, he's, he's mastered. He's kind of this, he's kind of the generation does do this. This, you know, this, he's, he's going to talk about a hike in this. Now you used to take us hiking all the time growing up. Mm-hmm. What was that like hiking with three kids? I, I've, I've tried hiking with my two girls. It's an absolute nightmare. How do you go hiking with three kids? Cause I remember every single Christmas picture we've ever had from us hiking is all of us frowning. Mm-hmm. That is, there was a lot of complaining, but on the whole, then finally I discovered the ranger program and I sent you out with the rangers. And as much as you didn't want to do stuff for me, you loved being with those hiking rangers. <laughs> That's always true, isn't it? If you have kids, if you want to do it, they're like, no, mm-hmm. absolutely not. But if you have somebody else teach them how to do it. Right. I had to do that with Amelia Skeen where I was like, well, I can ski. I can take Amelia mm-hmm. Skeen and teach her how. Absolute nightmare. But as soon as I took her to a private lesson, she loved it. And you know why? You know what the instructor had the whole time? Popsicles. Oh, my God. Skiing. They're so cold. No, she had peanut M&Ms. Oh, and about every genius. five seconds, she would reach up and like stuff one into her mouth and say, oh, you're doing a great job snow plowing and stuff like that. Genius. Yeah. Genius teacher. So Aaron is here. He's going to talk about hiking um, and going on a, on a trip. If you were going hiking, mom, what kind of food would you pack? Like if you're just going on a day hike? Oh, uh, maybe a sandwich, uh, uh, a little uh, dried bars. Yeah, I think that sounds like a normal thing. Let's see what Aaron brought on his hike. By the way, I want to say this, right? We're talking about Rolling Stone, but when we ask them what they're doing, we say Rolling Going. Got it. Do you think that's whoever came up with that? Do you think that's clever? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I came up with that. All right. Here we go. Rolling Going, Aaron. How's it going with you? Uh, it's going great. It's uh, It was a beautiful day today. I took the day off to go hiking with my lady, so I spent the day in the forest. But uh, what I what I want to is talk that a about euphemism. What you get? What you guys do in yeah. the forest? What does that mean? We went hiking in the forest. Why would you say oh, it like dirty. that? That's so dirty. Oh my god! Like my kids that. are listening to this. Stay above we, board. Yeah. Stay happened. above board. <laughs> just, anyway, did you wear you know, thick you know, boots? Oh, yeah. You know damn well what happened in the forest, Aaron. <laughs> did you bring your walking stick? You know what I'm talking about. I <laughs> don't leave them without uh, it. Did you guys? Uh, did you pack a picnic lunch? You don't want to talk about it. Aaron. Come on now. Uh, we did it. Yeah, we had some cheese tortellini in one of our um, stainless oh, steel yeah. <laughs> containers. I mean, you know, if you ask me about food, it's going to happen. That stainless get. steel, it was Can't just oh, hard. It was hard. Cold, what did you eat it with? Really? Okay, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got to. We do have to pause here because I'm going to kick myself. There's occasion where I'm editing the podcast and I will listen to something Rosie says, and I realize I didn't step in to make fun of him, and I have never <laughs> not regretted that moment. So I do have to say this: you went hiking and you did pack Indeed. a lunch. Correct. And the lunch you packed is cheese tortellini. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that that classic hiking treat. <laughs> so how did you, what did you just eat cold tortellini as you were hiking or what's going on here? I don't understand. No, we sat down. It was so, uh, so okay, well, that's easy- not what I asked really, but 
we it was it was easy because we could uh, cook a bunch of tortellini this morning, put some of it in my son's lunch for school, pack the rest of it in our lunch wait, for hold, hiking, hold, 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 throw stop, some stop, cheese stop, on stop. there. No, wait, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Your son, like your three year old son, brings tortellini as his school lunch. Yeah, he loves it. Uh, Matt, how often did you, <laughs> there's no way like Matt showed up when he was a five year old. We didn't have peanut butter and jelly and had it's cheese just pasta tortellini. with cheese in it. It's not no, that weird. no, no, no. There's no, no way no. other kids have cheese tortellini at lunch. There's always there's always one of those kids. All right, Eddie Eddie always comes home from his preschool and is like, Charlie had soup today. And we're like what? <laughs> like his parents sent like a thermos along with him. Like oh man, that's that's aggressive. They're like showing. Everybody. So I do send a thermos with the girls to lunch because they want hot pasta. What am I supposed to do? I have to do what they want, right? Right. Did you now? I remember having hot lunch all the time growing up, which I didn't mind. I loved the hot lunches there. I had like the Italian dunkers and stuff like that. Did you, did you ever pack lunches? Cause we're constantly packing lunches for the girls. Did I ever pack lunches? No, well, Maybe I, that's not, not what I meant. I knew you're. Maybe not for you, but your sisters did not go for the hot lunches. You were easy because they had French fries. You could spill the ketchup all over your shirt, but the girls had a little more, a high class approach to it. Yeah. That sounds. That sounds about right that they would get everything yeah. and I would have to go to school, yeah. walk uphill both ways. Oh, yeah. It was a real struggle. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do. I was. Did I tell you, ever tell you I ran into Ms. Wright when I was teaching at Rochester? No. And I was she was teaching. And she said, oh, yeah, I remember one time I duct taped you into your chair because you wouldn't stop getting up and walking around. <laughs> I was like in fifth grade. Sometimes I think about that when I have students where I'm like, this student does, doesn't stop talking and all he wants is attention. And yep. I just think of you and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. Remember, we'd go to conferences and because I say this sometimes at conferences, too. I say, well, your your child is very social. Yeah. What does that mean? That means you fool around a lot. Well, or, you know, maybe I'm working to become a, a famous podcaster. Right. So that so Aaron loves to talk about what he eats. And so I put all those clips into a song. And for the Carol King episode for her tapestry album. Oh, I love that. Instead of um, instead of uh, how does it or sometimes I feel like a natural woman. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, What's Aaron's meal? Got it. So this is some I'm clips mixed in. I got the big sur melt. What I'm gonna say, which is a grilled cheese that has shrimp in it. On this evening's podcast, Tuesday of this week, I cooked a nine-pound brisket. I've been thinking about it all day. We ate black eyed peas and collard greens, so that was good. I better think of something real fast. Oh, we did it. Yeah, we had some cheese tortellini in one of our um, stainless steel. Yeah. But then I think about the stories and rolling goings from Aaron. And I realize I can do just like him and do the absolute bare minimum. Like, what's Aaron's meal? Like what's Aaron's meal? Like what's Aaron's meal that he made instead of working? But we made a big switch uh, about two weeks ago. We switched from uh, veggie sausage to veggie ham. So those are the kind of things like every week we are supposed to bring one story and it's supposed Mm -hmm. to inspire a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. All of those were Aaron's stories Ah. about a grilled cheese and shrimp sandwich. Mm -hmm. Now, earlier, Aaron referred to his wife as his lady. What do you think about that? That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. Okay. Well, that blows my mind. Although I think it's quite close to the expression, the wife. The wife? That's, Uh that's, you don't like it when it's just. 
The wife is the too. The wife uh, is a little uh, demeaning. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. ever hear people say the husband. But lady, I can live with it. You lady? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, that's int- That's good to know. All right. So now here's one that I wish I wouldn't have picked for this. This is when now Aaron, um, Aaron's uh, brother called in. So we also have, I've set up a voicemail line for the show. I set up a Google voice number. People can call 802-277-BECK and they can call into the podcast and tell us what they think. And we're just getting flooded with calls and texts all the time. It's crazy. How many oh, we get? Oof-ta. It's it's absolutely crazy. This is a story about how Aaron was allergic um, to a certain, uh, what is anise? Is it an herb or is it a? Anise is a. Is it a herb or a spice? I'm not sure. It's a licorice tasting. Oh, it's, stuff. it's terrible. What is, what, mm-hmm. What's the main food that anise is in? Because he he's, licorice, he's making pho in this, like the Vietnamese mm-hmm. soup. Oh. But I don't know what it. I don't know what it's normally in because I I avoid it at all costs. That's higher higher level than I go for. Yeah. Well, that's like when Jenny wants snacks around the house that nobody's going to eat. She buys black jelly beans. Because she knows that none of us are going to eat it. Do you like black jelly beans? Do you like black no, licorice? No, no, yeah. can't stand it. No, it's disgusting. You're right. Um, so this is a joke. Uh, I the the joke here is is embarrassing. I'm just going to say that right now, and it's Go not ahead. me. I can live with it. I just won't look your way. Okay, so this is from our Amy Winehouse Back to Black episode. Oh dear. Listen, let's get right so to stupid. our voicemail. Yeah, Kiss my ass. Dumb shit listeners. They can't even tell what we're doing. <laughs> oh no, they're back. God, they're back. Dumb shits. They're just the dumbest of the dumb. <laughs> Hey, gentlemen, this is a close personal relative of Aaron's. I felt compelled to call in. Uh, I was texting Aaron yesterday trying to identify one of the ingredients in the Vietnamese noodle soup pho. Uh, He identified the ingredient as anise, uh, actually star anise. And then he proceeded to tell me that he's allergic to anise. uh, Oh, what kind of fuckery is this? What kind of fuckery is this, Aaron? Which means you're allergic you can't to eat it. Anna. Um, so, you know, just wanted to let you guys know that Aaron did tell me that his face gets all red, itchy, and blotchy anytime he eats Anna. You gotta shave beforehand, Aaron. <laughs> what the fuck? You gotta watch out for pink eye, too. So, you know, while the rest of us are out enjoying anise eating season, not worrying about it, you know, Aaron actually cannot eat anise. And so <laughs> Aaron's rolling going is completely what the fuckery right now. The pregnant pauses are great. Anyway. I've never heard Rob be this silent on the podcast. There's no way we've ever got eight, 18 seconds without Rob grabbing it. I've got to admit, I laughed about this for about 10 minutes when I heard it the first time. So it's kind of not funny to me anymore. I, and I, in fact, I don't think there is an anise eating season. Like I, I also don't enjoy anise, Aaron. I'm not allergic to it. I don't like it. But I've always thought maybe I just tried the wrong anise, you know, because it always, to me, that anise always tastes like black licorice. And I'm wondering if maybe it's prepared a different way. Maybe I'd like anise more. I don't know. Let's keep listening. So I just thought that it was, it was good information for you guys to have. Love the podcast. Um, you know, happy to be able to call in and let you know that Aaron uh, is unable to eat anise due to an allergy, uh, which which flares up when he eats anise. Thanks for everything, guys. You really need to get that checked out, Aaron. <laughs> the, uh, the the truth of the matter is, I he's I, he, the 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 caller is trying to set me up for this. What? But I'm going to just I'm going to go with it. For I, eating anise, I can eat anise. Ooh, I can't yeah. cook it. 
the thing that happened mm-hmm. is that we tried it's cooking like food at home. Yeah. And when no kink shaming. We, no kink no. shaming. <laughs> Rule number one. That's true. We did have a written agreement. There would be no kink shaming on this podcast. You know, that in my relationship, in my marriage, we tried Annis too. And it did turn out that the cook was too big. Um, <laughs> the cook. So I don't know. Maybe you need to add some more, I don't know, olive oil or something. Maybe that'll help. That'll help with your Annis. Is that a possibility? <laughs> well, yeah, the truth of the matter. Do you ever is think, Aaron, it, was... it could have been something you were eating with the anus? <laughs> that, yeah, the anus that that gave you the reaction, latex mm-hmm. or something. I'm not. Yeah, I have. I. It's been a while now since I tried. Uh, but again, uh, it was more that in cooking it, uh, my face turned all red and blotchy, and I even had to uh, douse my face in milk to try to fix it. Side note: my this son thinks this is a hilarious uh, story. Well, I'm sure so he does. I think I'm sure he does. Story. Yeah, he really thinks that's funny. That's that's good. You know, he's one of our top listeners. Actually, he he. I think he might have sent in that voicemail. Actually, I cut out that part at the beginning where he said, "I'm actually Aaron's son." And again, I cannot remember the name of your kid, so that's not going to affect uh, the joke at all. But so so, uh, shut up for a second. First of all, that is very funny. That voicemail was very good. Second of that's all, one of our better voicemails. I'm not ever. letting you just go by by saying you doused your face in milk, and then I'm not going to talk about that. So, what exactly do you mean you doused your face in milk? Did you pour milk on your face, or did you make a bowl full of milk? And then put your face into it, or what? I think, I, yeah, I think I made a bowl full and dunked it. So, uh, yeah, we tried now to why, make pho Now, at why home. did you do that? That's very dumb thing to do. Why did you do that? Because my face felt terrible. We tried to make foot at home. Mm-hmm. I don't, which I don't recommend. Like, just just go out to eat foot. Don't try to make it at home. No, They've, I, like, I and I love to be, be honest. Idea. I love pho. You Me know too. What I, mean? like, I, I think it's so good. It's delicious. You, you probably don't need to go out to have the anise, though, do you? You could probably just no, stay at home for that. For that, oh, and kind of depends about- if, it's, oh. if it's not very good at home. Oh, yeah. You got to get out. Yeah. yeah. Well, Aaron doesn't like hikes. Aaron doesn't like the pho at home, so he gets to pho <laughs> out and about. That's where he finds he doesn't like. He can't eat anise. Something about. Mm-hmm. The fumes cooking it in the air made my okay. face all like got hives, and I was I didn't know what the fuck I had. I was trying to figure out how to cool the burning sensation on my face. So I this is maybe a, so your, this an, this anise is spicy, is what you're saying? Yeah, very it was spicy. spicy. Yeah. It was hey, spicy. Hey, next Would you time, say you had some hot anise action? <laughs> <laughs> next time, you better stick with that cheese tortellini on those hikes. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a better, better, better move. Yeah, that would have been yeah. a much better move. Do you have like a visceral reaction every time you see some anise? Is it like a? Is this like a problem when you're out in public? I think you should add some anise to those cheese tortellini hikes. I mean, make spice it up a little bit. Variety is the spice of life. I, I do. You know, all these very dumb jokes aside, which I saw coming at a, from about noon today. Uh, and by the way, that's the best voicemail we've ever gotten. Sorry, all of Matt's friends. Um, <laughs> although I would like to actually, I would, if one of Matt's friends could actually call in and do that same call, but with the accent, I think it'd be very With funny. the Duluth accent? Yeah, be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Aaron, yeah. just to let you know, Aaron can't eat anise. He gets all, <laughs> he gets all red and blotchy, yeah. Um, but I do have to say, like, I, I like the idea that you think that you think that your rashy face is like eating too much salsa and you have to eat milk to like, you have to pour milk. Do you just pour milk over anything that like hurts or what? I mean, I was at a loss, man. I didn't know it was, I was, I didn't know what to do. We didn't have anything else in the house. Like in all all reality, like water doesn't work like on spicy stuff. Like if you like you eat wings that are too hot and stuff, you don't drink water, you drink milk. Right. Right. Is that what what we were thinking? thinking? Yeah, yeah and if I get a bug bite for. and it hurts really bad, I pour milk all over it. Like, it makes total sense to me. I get it. <laughs> Do you guys remember that show, Man vs. Food, where he would eat, like, the really big meals or the really hot stuff? 
Maybe yeah. Aaron should have a new TV show where it's mm-hmm. Aaron versus Annis. And it's just Aaron, like every episode is Aaron eating Annis in a different part of the world. I like that. Different Annis after different Annis. I think that's a great idea. And I, you know what? And I didn't even say anything about being star Annis. So I'm pretty happy with that. I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> it's really kudos to everyone involved. So, really. Just thank you. I think you ever, did, we showed did you great ever restraint. show tonight. Did you ever, oh, I'm going to be quiet. I'll have to tell Rob to delete it anyways. Move it along. <laughs> okay. So first of all, um, I, I just want to explain to everybody the setup here. I'm recording this with my mom sitting next door at the cabin. My family is on a zoom watching us listen to this, which I can't imagine they don't have anything better to do, but I am trying not to laugh at all my own jokes. And it's really hard because some of them do make me laugh. I did get a text though from a family member and they wanted to know, do you get the double entendre there in that last one? Of the anus? Yeah. Not really. No. I think it's anus. It sounds a lot like anus. I guess, uh, uh, that is passes me by even after explanation. Okay, good. So that's great. So I do want to crawl into a hole and die right now. I think that's uh-huh. probably, that would be the number one thing I want to do. So thank you to the uh, caller who sent in that text. I do appreciate it. Um, all right. Thanks, so Suzanne. No, it could be anybody. Um, so here's the thing is that Aaron did. So that was Aaron's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Aaron's brother still lives in Iowa where Aaron grew up. Uh, and so Aaron had to, uh, or got to, I should say, uh, in the middle of kind of the pandemic, Aaron's brother decided to go through with the wedding. That was a choice that he made. And so Aaron went to the wedding. It was a big discussion we had about, you know, whether you go to the wedding, he's right. got a child at home and the child's in a pod for school. So they want to make sure it's as safe as possible. So Aaron's solution was to go to the wedding. And then when he came home, he was going to quarantine. But the house is so small that guess where he had to quarantine? The bathroom. Oh, no, that's a great guess, though. But he actually had to quarantine the same place he records, which is his garage. Got it. So he had to sleep in a tent in the garage for one week. Mm. Okay. Now, there is a garage sleeping story with you. Oh, yes. What, what was that story with the sleeping in the garage? Well, it was not my fault. I refuse to I, tell the story. You know what? As a, parent, as a parent, I don't think it was a bad decision. I would be upset, too. Robert did something that annoyed me so much. He said he'd turned in a paper, promised me he'd turned it in. And all of a sudden at about three in the morning, I opened up his backpack and there it was. So step one, three in the morning. So I was really annoyed with him. Well, it was maybe 11 (laughs) o'clock and really annoyed. And so I was so mad at him that I put him out in the garage and closed the door and turned the light off. And what month was this in Minnesota? Yeah, maybe November. Oh, no, like December. Um, and, and you know what my punishment is for that forever and ever? Calling human services? No, I'm now a seventh grade science teacher. Yes. And you know what students tell me all the time? Their parents lock them in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody's actually ever said that to me. Um, but they say all the time, they say, oh, yeah, I turned that in. You must have lost it. Mm-hmm. So they switch it around on me. And you know what I think when they say that for a millisecond? Maybe you, I did lose it. You think for a millisecond, it's in my do, big, you, do you have a garage? It's in my bag. But see, I, I do think part of the problem was I did have a diaper bag for a uh, backpack, and I would just stuff everything in with that, folders. That, that's just bullshit. Now, there was, no, you, you we didn't have to beat that out. So here's the thing is that now what I do, you would you would be so impressed man, with how hard I've worked on my organization from that. So I've actually learned right. something. And now, do you know how much stuff I've ever lost? Zero of students. And I'm very proud of that fact because yeah, it, that is true. once you're a teacher true. who loses stuff, you get that reputation forever. And so I think that sleeping in that garage taught me a great lesson. But this isn't about me, Mom. Okay? okay. This podcast is not about me. It's about the shared community with the guys. So this is Aaron sleeping, talking to us about having to sleep in a tent in Ooh. his garage. Now, the funny part is 
is that he doesn't have a garage that can close from the inside. Mm-hmm. So his wife has to close him in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, no swapping. No okay. swapping. No, don't please don't say swapping to me. I did that I really don't like. Uh, the other thing is, oh, there's a joke here that one time um, I was talking to Aaron about heating something up in the microwave, and he says he doesn't own a microwave. Wow. But that's just who Aaron is. Are you kind of getting a good idea of who Aaron yeah, is? Right. I understand the yeah. type of person he is. Yeah, exactly. So this is the Aaron in the tent. He's California. He, he's very, he's, he's straight Iowa to California. He's very, very California. So let's check this out. Aaron in the tent from our Purple Rain episode. One of our best, by the way. <laughs> nice work. Yeah, it's rolling going, Rosie. How's it going? It's, uh, it's rolling, it's rolling going uh, good. Uh, it's um, going differently than it's ever been. I, really I, I killed the whole podcast. I, <laughs> I'm coming to you live from my podcast studio, which it's is currently such a flow going. also my house. Uh, I'm living in the garage uh, this week. Mm-hmm. I had the honor is the to rat travel. there with you or not? Yeah, yeah. So that's a funny story. I can hear the rats at night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, I hear them scrambling around in the nighttime. Trim that on, ivy, um, man. Trim that ivy. Trim that ivy. On yeah. Sunday night, it was a uh, hellacious windstorm, so I couldn't hear the rats. But um, last night, I heard them pretty well. Uh, yes, I travel. I had the, the honor of traveling to Iowa for uh, one of our uh, our um, best listeners' wedding. And uh, that was a wonderful time. Saw my family, but it, I did see. Uh, I left my usual bubble, so I'm quarantining uh, in the garage. And um, the, I think the most interesting part about that is that my garage. Um, I mean, as you guys can imagine, I don't live in like a typical, you know, house. So our garage does not have an automatic door. It has a um, manual door that slides and only closes with a padlock. So um, my wife locks oh, me no. in the garage. Oh, no, no, no. I don't even want to hear this. No. This seems like a fire hazard. This is bad. I don't even want to and know then, this right now. I, I would never. Do you have a door? In a million you have a years, door on your? I would never I trust out. my wife to lock me in a garage and then oh, later no. come let me out. Do you like no, tell a friend how to get you out just in case? Or? Oh, my God. I go out the window. So I, our, like backyard, oh, our backyard is locked and like there's a gate to our backyard that's locked. So then I, I hop out the window. So like when I have to go to the bathroom at night, I just... Hop out the window and oh no! Buckets are it's like the reverse that, of that Beatles song. That rat's looking at you like, "What the hell are you doing?" Instead man? of coming in the bathroom window, you're going out the window to go to the bathroom. It's a whole switcheroo. <laughs> it's I know, but I will say it's been it's, it's been not a, opposite day. Yeah, so I'm here at least until Friday when I get a COVID test that hopefully comes back negative, and then I'll be back. Or Sunday if your wife uh, decides to give you a little more punishment. <laughs> you sick freak. Aaron, the real question is, is how many microwaves do you have hit out there and how many bags of microwave popcorn are popping right now? <laughs> I mean, I would have yeah, yeah. I would have those things rolling right no, now. No, he were puts you. the microwave, he puts it right into a thing of plastic and microwaves that. And he's like, yeah, I can do what I want out here. It's a man cave. <laughs> I could just picture his wife just oh, no. pulling that door nice. down and just... Locking that locket, just walking away with the biggest cheesing oh. grin. Oh. He's fucking gone She's all night. So free, free at last, free at last. So do you Does have like a bed early? Almighty. Does she have to lock you in at like 6 p.m.? Or, or how long do you have to be in there for? I mean, she usually locks me in about 9. Tonight she locked me in early because I was in here doing the podcast. But This um, seems like a bad usually. episode of that Desperate Housewives show or whatever that was back in the day. And then... Uh, and then I have a tent set up in here cause so the so the rats don't get into the tent. And then I got the air mattress oh. in the tent. Yeah, that's um, stop oh, yeah. Last night I listened to a podcast while I was going to sleep. Uh, Michelle and Dege Ocello on Heat Rocks talking about Purple Rain. So that was wonderful. 
And uh, yeah, it's you know, it's uh, we're we're living. I got a lot of snacks out here. It's pretty good. You know. Okay, shut up. You're, we're still talking about you being locked in the garage by your wife, and then you're talking about how this is just like a normal. Okay, so this, so then what I asked Aaron to do is that he was in the garage for a week, so he was going to be kind of bored, right? Mm-hmm. So I asked him to make an audio diary of his time in the garage. Okay, so here's an audio diary. I do, I want to tell you, I did get to see the window he had to leave to go to the bathroom, and it was above his waist level. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine him kind of going like head first and then having to twist around. I did just recently get a text from an audience member. Um, would you ever let dad lock you in the garage? I don't think so. <laughs> That would be, you wouldn't trust him? Well, I would be a little worried about the return. (laughs) That's what I was thinking, too. It doesn't seem safe at all. All right, so let's do the tent diary. And I'm just going to warn you right now, the word erection comes up a lot. Okay. So I I can live with it. (laughs) Oh, oh no. That's that's the answer I didn't want to hear. Okay, so let's go. Speaking of that, let's get into my rolling going for today. All I want to talk about is Aaron in the garage. So Aaron is... Aaron has my rolling going is Aaron's in the garage. Yeah. So I had, a, you know, I had so much cool stuff going on in my life, but nothing, this is all I talked about. I've talked about this with my wife for like hours and hours. She doesn't want to hear about it anymore. I just tell her the stories over and over. So Aaron went to a wedding. So he is now uh, quarantining himself for a week out in his garage. We talked about it on the last episode. If you haven't heard it, go pause, rewind it. He has to go out and go to the bathroom at night outside it's true, uh, out a window, window that is uh, above his waist. It's true. Uh, he sleeps on an air mattress in a tent and it turns out there are quite a few rats in the garage with him so but his, his wife locks him in every night and he, he has to be locked in from outside so yes his wife does lock him Aaron in. actually sent a video Matt and Rob I don't know if you saw this his yeah. wife sent the video tonight of them walking out there and I think he had a bottle of wine or something but yeah, she's like literally going through this like speech about now she's gonna lock the door and lock him yeah. in there it it felt very green mileish to and me I, tonight I was oh. distracted by the video <laughs> Man I was distracted by the video because Aaron, Dead when, when she was walking. like, it's time to lock you in the garage, Aaron had a rock hard erection. I, like, I don't think that's the point of this. Like, sick. Oh, but no. I, anyway, after the last recording, I uh, I basically forced Aaron to make a uh, uh, audio diary of his. Uh, and I have gone through and I have listened to them I would probably a hundred times, each time giving me more enjoyment than the last. And I have put together a highlight clip of Aaron outside. So let's listen as Aaron slowly loses his mind. So we started when? We started on Tuesday. Well, he'll, he'll describe it. All right. This is um, trapped in the tent. I oh, guess so volume quiet. one. It's this is, uh, 1027. Nobody's there with you. Why are you so quiet? Yeah, just want to wake up the rats. just uh, finished right. recording an episode of Beck So this Did is Tuesday. Zipped myself into my tent here. <laughs> no, I'm going to read terrifying. a couple chapters uh, from Haruki yeah. Murakami's uh, Hardboiled Wonderland and the End of the World. It's it's not just and, for the podcast. Uh, He's like this in real life. Wake up before about uh, six tomorrow morning. Oh, so that's it for now. <laughs> I realized Aaron just talked about some weird book that no one's ever heard of. So whether he's on the podcast or just no. like rambling to himself. No, guys, guys, we don't we don't have time for this. We have 14 right. of these to get through. Right. Here we go. Watch this. <laughs> Okay. Oh, by the way, I am, I'm going to say this. I'm going to play all these in a row at the end of the podcast. At the end of the podcast, we're going to play all these in a row. So if you want to hear all these in a row and hear Aaron slowly <laughs> lose his mind, listen to the end of the podcast. It's great. So here we go. Got a couple more here. I picked okay. the highlights. Trapped in a tent, volume two. It's uh, 7 a.m. Yeah, why are you whispering? Sleep. This is Wednesday morning. This is what I said. going to yell at him. Keep it down out there. there. Wake up in the morning. Uh, I think one uh, trip into the yard to... Um, Use the uh, facilities. Here. Uh, 1220. Yeah. 
Uh, I heard some critter action in the garage. Aaron has two concerns in the garage. Going to the bathroom and critters. Okay? Did I hear that right? Does Aaron have a white noise machine in his garage? Oh, I'm sure. You have a white noise machine in your garage. I use the white noise app on the phone. I use the white noise app on his phone. All right, moving on. I'll jump into number six. Volume six. It's almost 7 p.m. I've been out and about in the neighborhood with my mask on while my son rode his scooter, so I got to see the light of day a bit. This is the awkward part of the night where I'm not going in the house to put Wallace to bed, so my wife is entirely on that duty by herself. He took a nap today at school, so that means bedtime is going to be long. That's bad. And yep, uh, I'm going to sit awkwardly on the porch um, until <laughs> she can come out and drink a beer with me and um, hope it doesn't last too long, uh, bedtime that is. <laughs> and uh, I'll report back when it's time to lock me in my cave. I, <laughs> if, if this ends with Aaron doing... It sounded like you had an erection there. If this, yeah. if this ends with Aaron doing the I'm so scared Sounds from the Blair Witch like Project, we got to yeah. turn this off. I can't All handle right. it if Aaron's crying. Here we go. Murder. Now we have one I just, I just wrote critters next to it. <laughs> All right. Trapped in a tent. I think this is volume seven. Uh, this is a wrap for Wednesday. <laughs> Uh, 10 p.m. So this is one day he's done tent. seven. I do have an air mattress in the tent. It's pretty luxurious in there. So I'm going to hop in there, tuck myself in. I had a little nightcap uh, on the porch with my lady, uh, drank a uh, Mr. October, what well, we shared, uh, splitsies, not not from the same can. Of course not. Uh, Mr. October, a double <laughs> IPA from Hen House Brewing. That's the most errant statement is where he's <laughs> so got to go into it. Delicious. And uh, yeah, I think I'm going to call it a night. Uh, I heard some uh, critter activity happening around <laughs> 7 when I was out here folding some laundry. The t-shirts say critter activity or critter action? Seven, and then oh, I'll probably hear them uh, when they come home around 5.30 in the morning. Um, I'm pretty sure I heard some co- coyotes outside, yeah. too. Oh, no. Uh, far away. But I guess oh, that's, that's probably going to drive the uh, rats inside. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, hope for a good night of sleep and uh, catch up with everybody in the morning. All right, next one. I- I'll edit these a little Trapped bit. We'll in see. The tent, volume nine, three thirty-seven p.m. on Thursday. Uh, made a quick trip inside to pick up some uh, tools for grilling my weekly chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you make, it, you make the uh, chicken the bucket still. The house, laughing to herself. Turns out she was listening to Beck Did It Better. Yeah. Uh, I think she mostly liked the Emerson parts, though. Oh, what <laughs> but anyway, the yeah, What the like hell? <laughs> Never Emerson? having him on again. Make All right. Make her live in the garage for a while. All right. So now keep at, up. at this point, Aaron ran into a little problem because his wife went to bed early. So how yeah. is Aaron going to solve this problem? <laughs> when his one kink of getting locked into the be- <laughs> garage by the wife isn't going to happen. Let's see. Trapped in a tent, volume 10. Sad story tonight, everyone. Uh, I had to lock myself in the garage. Uh, my lady went to bed early. I'm here by myself. Um, had to do some um, shenanigans to lock the garage, climb out the window, go back in the house, get my stuff, come back out, lock up some stuff in the house, go back in the window. So I locked myself in tonight, uh, but I'm um, settling in to do a little bit of reading, maybe listen to some music. Try to get some sleep. Uh, I heard the rats saying goodnight uh, about 15 minutes ago. If I heard a rat, I could not just <laughs> say, like, oh, it's time for me to go to sleep. That would not All be. Right. Hope everybody else has a great night. All right, last one. Last one. And this is the one I just marked losing his mind. So now we have gone from Tuesday to Saturday. So this was Saturday this night. Is, this, so this is, is Saturday. The full character in our tent, lucky number 13. He's talking morning, normal now. I realized this morning that Blood on the Tracks is great. Breakfast making music. He's lost his mind. It's the best morning album we've heard yet. 
<laughs> I also had a distressing conversation yesterday distressing. Uh, where uh, my wife noticed that the spot I've been using for the bathroom in the yard is starting to smell real bad. <laughs> and uh, it turns out I should have been uh, spreading it around the yard. So, you know, um, so that's, that's something new. For the, a lot of bush. Um, could have been a critter. It could have been a critter yeah. to the yard. Just go in the but, middle of the uh, yard, you find a bush. Yeah, life is going okay. I took my COVID test yesterday. Didn't so get those results back soon. <laughs> And uh, maybe move back in the house. Nope. Hoping. I mean, right, test over. unreliable. Stay as, in the garage. As much as I care about Aaron's health, I don't know if I've ever wished for a positive COVID test more in my life. Because, like, three more weeks of this would be fantastic. We would record every day. I would make Aaron continue with this diary. I might make Aaron continue with the diary even if he moves back in. I get such a kick out. I was listening to this in front of my family, and they're like, what the hell are you listening to? I was like, I don't have time to explain. This is Aaron's, video. Aaron's audio diary. So, Mom, that was Aaron being trapped in the um, garage. Now, if you if you notice, a lot of the times when I'm telling jokes on the podcast, you're hearing me laugh in real life. Is that something I've always done growing up? Laugh at my own jokes? Definitely. <laughs> but, no I, question. but how can you not? Some of them are. I remember once you said to me, not everything is a joke. It is true. And I probably, I, what I said. I still think that's one of the funniest things of all time. And you know what I recently found myself saying about one of my kids? Everything is not a joke. Yeah, I said, oh, they just make jokes and they're trying to figure out what's funny and what's not. But, you know, sometimes they push it too far. And then I thought I had just had a flashback to myself. I was like, oh, uh-huh. that's all parenting is, though. It seems like over and over. Right. So we're getting out of the Aaron segment as okay. much as I love Aaron. We're getting out of the Aaron segment. So I have made a song making fun of Aaron where I've collected all the silly things that Aaron has said over the podcast. Got okay. It. This is from the Velvet Underground episode where we did a Velvet Underground. And this is uh, Waiting for the Man. This is Waiting for Aaron. Um, do you remember when I used to do little radio shows on my tapes and stuff? Yes, I do. You were good. And then I would listen to him and laugh, right? At my right. jokes. Yeah. Right. This, I mean, it's the same exact thing as a podcast. I was trying to tell the guys about that. And they, I once did one about what my dreams were and it was to be a radio show guy. And it made me really sad when I listened to it, but the, oh. but the, oh, thank you. But the idea of being in radio now would be tough, wouldn't it? It would be, but you wanted to. You were so dedicated to the idea. I was, and you know what happened to me is I was working at that place. Remember, I'd go in at five in the morning. Dad would drive me in. Yeah, Dad would drive me in. And one time they turned to me because I would pull news clips for me. One time they turned to me and said, "Oh, do you want to be on the air and announce something?" And you know what I said to him? No, no, I was too scared. Isn't that terrible? Just pathetic. <laughs> well, I didn't say pathetic. But the thing is, is that that from then on, I've always said, well, I'm going to say yes to things. Like, I'm going to just try to do things. And that's why I've rest a professional wrestling match. I've gotten to do, well, I think that's it. That's like the top of my cool thing. But I think, don't you think saying yes to things is important? Yes, you get very new, important. You get new experiences, even if you're nervous to do it. Right. It's extending your experiences. I do think being a teacher has helped that because it's like, how much more embarrassing can you get than being a middle school teacher? No, that's true. Right? Mm-hmm. Unless my name was like Mr. Glasscock or something. That <laughs> <laughs> got a laugh out of my mouth. All right. So this is the Making Fun of Aaron song. What's up, everybody? This is K-Rob. K-R-O-B. You know what? We're getting real close to Valentine's. K-Rob. I love K-Rob. So if you can't be with the one you love, you might as well do something you love. Oh, no. oh yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm making fun of Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> I can't wait for him to say something random. Uh, I don't own a microwave. <laughs> He'll start talking. I roll my eyes. Then I say something nasty to impress the guys. Oh. Yeah, I'm making fun of Aaron. Yeah. What do you think is the greatest song ever about being happy? 
So I came up with a list. Here it goes. What's he talking about now? I think it's great. It's your birthday. I'm also pretty certain Curtis Blow just had a heart transplant. Some crazy stuff. How many times you got to bring that up? He thinks it's normal. Man, don't get me started about the dew point. I've really learned a lot about that. (laughs) Then I start laughing, and then I unload. We bring it up for the next 10 episodes. Yeah, I'll be making fun of Aaron. I know, because there are actually more instruments than you can fit in a basement, right? (laughs) Wait, that wasn't even supposed to be funny. So, Mom, you've listened to some of the podcasts now, and obviously the, the, the songs are kind of a little bit different because we have to talk over each other. Do you have any advice on how we could make the podcast better before we get into the section about Matt? I don't know. I think that it's quite really, I'm very impressed, and I like your parody songs a lot. I think maybe you really missed your your calling in life on that one. Weird Rob. Yeah, Weird Rob. I, well, I remember, remember we used to, you were always a big fan of, I've given you I've given you two real compliments on the show. Number one, actually, the, the one big compliment I've always given you is that wherever you went, you would always buy me a CD of music. Remember when you came back from New Orleans mm-hmm. and you got me that Zydeco CD? Yep. I love that. You got me the Bobby McFerrin Hush CD that got mm-hmm. me into, I know a lot of, I know more about classical music than some of these idiots out there. And then I, you also got me a, a Calypso song when we were mm-hmm. a CD. And I love those things. Mm-hmm. But I think the other thing, what were we talking about? So you think that you think that the parody songs are I'm pretty good with the yes, parody very songs. Good. Mm-hmm. I, but what would they do with it? I mean, who would want to listen to a parody song about three of my friends from college? Well, I don't know. Parody songs are always hits. I, think. I can I can tell you the answer is about 130 people a week. Mm-hmm. Max want to listen to that. And I think a lot of those are just fake downloads. I see. Okay. But I'm, I'm assuming after this, you're going to share this with all your friends is going to take off. So this is really a pyramid scheme having you on. Maybe what I would like would be a little more discussion of the music because I'm so musically challenged. Yeah. Well, you sound like I a lot see. of people that listen to the podcast. They have the yeah, same complaint. I, I, I need to, I need to hear more music and know more about the albums and maybe a little more facts in there about the albums because I'm just, you know, I have a, I have a tin ear. You would go along well with Russell. Okay. Who once confused the Doors and the Ramones? Yeah, well, you know that is a big confusion. He also con- he confused Wilson Phillips and Wilson Pickett. Yeah, that's a big confusion too. That's it's, they're not even the same sex. Even, yeah, even for me, that's, that's you know kind of pitiful. Yeah, he's kind of an idiot. You're right. Um, so let me play you. So now we're on to Matt. Now Matt really only he doesn't he barely talks on the podcast if you've noticed, and mm-hmm. even less lately. I think he's been kind of jammed out. But it turns out that Matt. It turns out we, we found out via voicemail, Matt does not fold his own laundry. Do, do you? Excuse me? Yeah, excuse me? Yeah, I fold my own laundry. What kind of question is that? Absolutely, I fold my own laundry. <laughs> okay? But do you know who Matt has come over and fold his laundry? Mm-mm. I'll give you one guess. I don't know. His mom. His mom. Hmm. Now, how do you, okay, so how do you feel about that? How do you feel about Matt not folding his own laundry? He's 41, 40 years old, by the way. Well, I guess if she wants to do it, that's just fine. But uh, I would refer to her as an enabler. <laughs> She's making him not be the full right. person that the he could full be. full man that he could be. He's not being totally actualized. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I did actually talk to her on the phone about it, and that's going to come mm-hmm. up a little bit later. So let's listen to Matt talk about his laundry, because he didn't want to admit that to us. Somebody had to call in and tattle on him. Okay. You might be shocked with who this is from. It's Krista again. Um, First of all, I should say, I am actually really enjoying the podcast. I feel like I do call in with a lot of criticisms from time to time, but I am enjoying it. I listen to it on my runs um, each week. 
and I'm inspired to listen to different music. I will say that I think you should go for it with a new updated list. As if you want it to be best albums of all time, it should include albums from all time. And their old list left out several years of albums. So I'm just saying that. But then also, um, I am a little confused by the chore that Matt says he doesn't like to do, oh, no. which is folding laundry. Oh, yeah. Because oh, Matt. Well, there goes my Matt just picked up because he doesn't actually have to fold the laundry, no, and not. neither does his wife. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Um, I suggest wait a minute you now. ask Matt and see who actually <laughs> does. Wait a do minute now. Who does the laundry? laundry? Rob is like twisting in his chair. He is that so is excited. Wait a minute now. Listen. I'm so excited Krista brought this up, but Rob is like physically maneuvering. We finally got her chair. name right, so good work, Russell. Yeah. <laughs> Kirsten makes a good point. Uh, last episode, I was made fun of for having somebody, a friend, who helps out around the house, okay? And basically, the purpose of my friend is to try to make my wife less angry at me at all times, which is uh, she's feeling spectacularly, but she's trying. So, Matt, what is going on? This is the laundry. This is laundry 20, laundry 2020. mystery. <laughs> if, if Matt, I what's going right, on? If I remember right, the question was, what chore do you hate the most? Uh-oh. Right? No, 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 no. That's not what the that's <laughs> no. not what the what was the question? Was. Yeah. What was the did question? Ask, it doesn't matter. Did, did we ask Johnny Cochran? <laughs> the question to join was, us which... the, is, is Johnny Cochran on Beck did it better today? Is this Robert yeah. Kardashian joining us? Yeah. Is Bill Clinton? What it, it depends on what the meaning of is is. Yeah. Matt, I am at your house. I am watching the laundry get folded. What am I seeing? <laughs> Little Maury Povich? No, I don't know. So this is a multi... I categorically deny this. Yeah. So the, the question was, what chore do you hate the most? I hate folding laundry. Oh. Nobody asked so if I do? actually folded the laundry. What'd you do? What's like the solution? That. What's the solution? So the solution is, and we also talked about, and I don't think my mom knows what podcasts are, so I don't think she's going to catch up with this unless my <laughs> wife shares it. Why are all but, your shirts so wrinkly that you're wearing? <laughs> <laughs> I bet Matt just throws away all his clothes yeah. after one use and goes and buys <laughs> new ones with podcast yeah. revenue. Guys, these yeah. paper pants are revolutionary. Cha- that's why you buy so many champion double knit sweatshirts. He's like, oh, they're full. Yeah. Yeah. Just buy like, my, like the one I got on right now. That, and nice Vikings one. Yeah, there you go. 38 bucks. Vikings. eBay. It's nice. All right. Let's 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 wrap this up. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we're very busy. So two things. My mom comes over, watches my kids for about three hours, a couple times a week. Right? She's retired. She Who's makes mom? the kids She's got do it. Nothing going on. Mm. She oh. she comes over. She Ooh. folds my laundry. My mom comes over and folds my laundry. I'm 39 years old. I'm a millennial. My mom comes over <laughs> and folds my laundry. Wait, wait, so wait, wait. Excuse me a second. It's 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 time for one on one with Matt. Matt. Oh yeah. <laughs> And when I, I mean, say one on one, what I mean is that she's finding one sock and then another sock and putting them together. <laughs> and meanwhile, Matt was yelling at her about the list. God damn it, Mom! Rolling Stone changed a list. Oh, and by the way, you you didn't put away the shirt in the right drawer. Put it in the wrong shelf. So no, it started out as a thing where she, you know we had laundry and I was going to fold it. She's like, "Well, I'll just fold it." I mean, this is years ago now, though, right? So I mean, we're talking. This has been going on for a very long time. So and Krista knows that it. it's a big joke. Krista from Minneapolis knows it. So, ha ha, Krista, you got me. <laughs> Kristen, whatever your name is. But, oh, now you're calling her by the wrong name. Yeah. It's not just me. Right. Oh, or whatever. He, or whatever. He's mad now. This is mad, Matt. I love it. No. So, my mom does it. She's very nice. 
In return, I get I, I all I ask for for my birthday, all I ask for wait, for Christmas, no, 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 wait every year is nothing. Just <laughs> keep holding my clothes, and I'm happy. So thank you. So I could go. I could go. I got a. I got a thing in my right over there in that drawer in my in my kitchen that says one year's worth of, of laundry folding for my mom. So that's what we got. We're uh, you know go ahead. All these weeks of me yep. being ripped on for not being a fully functioning adult, not knowing how to pick out properly live flowers. And yeah. it turns out I can do my own laundry and let and let my grass grow too long. And Matt can do that, but he can't do his own laundry. His I mom also, shows up. To I feel like I should issue a Beck did a better apology for all the people who have contributed to the GoFundMe I started for a laundry <laughs> folding service for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody who contributed. Yeah. Uh, maybe let's take some suggestions for what else you'd want to give that money to. Cause uh, I started this GoFundMe for Matt and uh turns out yeah, I didn't need yeah. to. Yeah. Matt, Matt's bought four sweatshirts of the list and all she, he gives to his mom is a homemade paper certificate. <laughs> hey, on the backside, it says free back rub. I mean, it sounds like when I get my wife for her anniversary, Matt. Give me a break. It's gold star every week. Keep it up, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to email your mom. A copy of this podcast. I think she'll love it. <laughs> yeah. That's Joan, weird. thank you very much. We appreciate it. You do a great job. Thanks for everything. Thank you. So there, is that better? It's not that I don't know how to fold my laundry. I hate folding laundry though. <laughs> my mom knows it. She folds it for us. So no, I'm not I'm not gonna apologize for it. I'm uh I'm just gonna eat that one and go. Well, you right. certainly didn't fully disclose okay. it last time. That's yeah, yeah, sure. That was noticeably the, absent. You guys, you guys didn't t- you didn't say what is the chore you don't like to do? What is we just said? What is your least favorite chore? Your mom to take care of. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. So lie by. All right. It's a lie by omission. Thanks, Kirsten from Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, wait, I don't know if we're done with this yet. I okay. Can I have your mom's address? Because I have a certificate here for two years of free laundry folding that I want to send her. <laughs> I think that would help. All yeah, right. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Break it up, you two. That was one-on-one with Aaron's Matt. mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's good. I don't think we've had a mom. I don't think we've had a one-on-one with the moms for a while. Yeah, it's, oh, been, a, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But, hey, let's say, Krista, appreciate you listening. Always appreciate you calling in. So appreciate all of our listeners, no doubt. Yeah, I don't. They're dumb as shit to listen to this shit. Get a life, you guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) oh my god. Yeah, and you know what? I'm above our listeners. Oh, I'm a listener. I like to. You know what? We're making the content. You guys are adding like two minutes a week. We're doing the heavy lifting here. But please keep calling in. I'm sorry. I'm going to edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) So, mom, I I I was going to ask you if you would like to do my laundry all summer and fold it so I could see what it's like to be Matt. Absolutely not. But I realize that somebody does fold my laundry here at the cabin, so I am mm-hmm. kind of living like man. Yeah, I do. I fold it all the time, but you don't even know it because you leave it on the steps, and by the time you take it off, it's all unfolded. Now there so is what the heck? Well, well, I don't know. There is one very famous laundry story about me. Do you want to tell it? Yes. Well, uh, I was taking the laundry out of the washing machine to put it in the dryer. How old was I, I during this story? I was in college, St. Olaf. You know the usual den, I was a doogie. I was den of inequity at St. Olaf, and. I pick out and there's a piece of lettuce in it and I think, oh God, he's always leaving stuff in his pockets. Delicious lettuce. And then I get more laundry out and there's a piece of ham or bologna in there. Then I pull out more and there's a piece of bread. And I think he left a ham sandwich in the pocket and I 
and I put it through the wash machine. That's the end of it. Yeah. Okay, it's not like $5 bill. It's a ham sandwich. Well, I still remember every once in a while a cram to go through. Right. It sends you, and you know what? I was always like, why did she get so mad about that? And now I 100% understand. Yep. Yeah. It's a, being a parent is a nightmare and being a parent of me, I think would be kind of a special trip. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, now Matt did say during that the mom is retired. So she has less to do. Do you have any thoughts on that statement? Yeah. Well, this whole thing that your parents just have nothing to do because they're retired. So they want to wait on you hand and foot. Please. You really need to rethink that one. Yeah. I, yeah. I, cause I find people even say like, oh, you have the summers off. You must have lots of time. And yet yeah, no, somehow I'm, I'm busier no. than ever. I put together all these clips. That's what you know? Oliver Wendell Holmes said when asked if it was easier when he retired from the Supreme court. And he said, nope, life is always uphill. So it's always uphill. When he retired, Oliver Wendell at yeah. Holmes, at, at Holmes, at, at Holmes. Holmes. At home, he was still going uphill. <laughs> All right. So then what I did is um, on the album, Let It Bleed. Have you ever heard the song, uh, You Can't Always Get What You Want no, by the I Rolling haven't. Stones? I probably have. You but can't I... always get what you want. Yeah, that it starts with a choir, right? So right. I recorded myself in 20 different parts singing as a Ooh. choir. Oof, is this a dream come through? A dream. Suzanne's a dream. giving a big thumbs up yeah. on the Zoom. She likes it. So this is, and then I also had Matt's mom call in to give a statement about folding the laundry. So mm. we're actually going to hear. Wow. From Matt's mom. We're going to have a Matt's one-on-one with Matt's mom right Good. now. Uh, all right. Here we go. I saw Matt today on the Zoom call. I noticed that his laundry was all done. When I asked him if he was going to fold it, he said, that's a job for my mom. No Matt won't. Hi, this is Joni Carnes. I just wanted to let you know how much I love doing math laundry and folding clothes for Matt and Sarah and Leo and Eddie. It makes my day every time I go over there to do it. Bye. Matt's mom's getting pretty tired. She just wants to go to bed. But when Matt's clothes have run through the dryer she has to go over fold him up instead no man won't fold his laundry on his own no man won't fold his laundry on his own no man won't fold his laundry on his own he gets on the phone. He yells, hey, mom. She folds his laundry. Oh, yeah. She folds his laundry. What's, what's your least favorite household chore now or, or when we were growing up? What's something you absolutely despised? Cleaning the bathroom. I, you know, I don't mind cleaning the bathroom. It doesn't, well, you, you feel like something's done. You know, you know why I don't mind cleaning the bathroom? You know where I did it? When I worked at Starbucks. Oh, well. You want to clean a bathroom. Clean Whoa. Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's like, you don't, you're not related to those people and you're still cleaning up. If you can clean those, <laughs> you can clean absolutely anywhere. 
It was, but they show. I, I, I'm a king of cleaning the bathroom. You can ask my wife. It's, it's like my favorite job. Uh, all right. So now we're getting into the Rob section. This is the fourth and final section. Okay. Okay. Now there isn't. There are no more parody songs. Okay. Because I don't make songs about myself. That it would seem that would be vain. Rude. Yeah. Well, I said vain, but uh, okay. This is about when I was dating somebody in high school. You probably don't remember because I dated so many different people. You're probably like, which one was it? All right. So I didn't edit anything out. That was just silence. Um, but this was when I was dating somebody and they said, oh, you would look good in this article of clothing. And of course I, I went with it. I also want to tell you a story that when this girl dumped me, part of the story is I did say to her, I'm going to drive home real fast. Can you think of anything more pathetic that you could say to somebody after they've dumped you? That is a sad story, but it's kind of a lonely thing. It it's, is. Well, I don't, the front what, of the limousine kind of lonely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How are you supposed to react when you get dumped? What's a good way to react? I think you have to get in there first, right? Well, that might be. You might have to get in some licks. Yeah, you have to say like, oh, I think I need to have a talk with you. Be like, no, I need to have a talk with you. We're done. Mm-hmm. I think right. that's that's the way to go about it. Did you ever worry just growing up that I would never date anyone? That I would always just be living no. at home? No. Really? No. 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 Yes. I knew it. All right. Uh, this I've just titled this one Sweater Vest. What's the dumbest thing you guys have ever done to impress a woman? And I'll go first, well, okay? Because yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I want you to think about it. Yeah. But I will tell you right now, I was dating a girl in high school. Okay, so I'm going to wait for everybody to be pretty impressed by that. And then, <laughs> uh, and that kind of leads shows you the mindset I had at the time, which is where she said, you should start wearing sweater vests. Now, if you look at me, <laughs> okay, probably the last part of my body I should be trying to emphasize is the middle, Okay. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. I have done very well in quarantine wearing a mask around to most places. So instead I wore a sweater vest, but not just anywhere. It was Let's my high school was playing in the sectional championship, well the sectional championship games. Now, the fact that this happened to me when I was about 13 and I can still remember it very, very vividly. Actually, I'm going to say 16 because I realized I probably drove there if it was high school. I am wearing a sweater vest and I walk into a arena of everyone in my high school watching the basketball game. And every single person turned and laughed at me because I was wearing a sweater vest that my girlfriend had bought for me. And I was wearing to try to impress her all time disaster. No shirt underneath because you're going to experience some chap nipples if that happens. No, that would have rocked. I was wearing an Eddie Bauer button up plaid shirt. I'm sure it was like. Not wash, you know, it's like right off the cardboard. Like you can still see the creases in it. <laughs> the creases, there. In, it, creases yeah. in it. Yes. And I was like, if that this was... will get this girl to kiss me five more times before. This is, by the way, the same girl that I drove away fast after we That's broke up. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Is this the one? <laughs> I'm going to drive away really Was fast. it all the same night or not? No. It, but it, no. This, and, then, it, and then you got home and you, your whole your whole upper torso was chafed from your, your sweater vest. And it was like, I drove fast. Driving away fast. Yeah, I'm worried. I, got, I almost got pulled over. I'm chafing right now. It's, what a disaster of a night. Guys, if I find a picture of me in one of these sweater vests, I'll send it to you. Because I'm sure my parents took me a picture. A picture of me like oh look at this guy what a joke like when my kids start doing dumb stuff like that i gotta take a picture i gotta be there i gotta hop can in. i tell you guys the worst worst fashion decision i ever made in high school like do you guys yes. remember okay, when like colored jeans became a thing like people would have oh, like no green jeans yes. or red yeah. or white like different color like very distinct colored jeans that were not blue not right. navy or black and i got white jeans yes and then i also got like Whoa. a white denim shirt like, oh, no. So I wore like the all white oh, thing. I yes. remember like getting up and you thinking, were in like, boys to me bad. I was like, I'm going to look so badass. And I walked upstairs and my mom looked at me and just started dying laughing. And she was like, you look like a fucking painter. Go change your clothes. 
And I remember thinking, like, I am just going to kill it. Like, I, I am the man right now. And, and and I didn't even make it out the door before my mom ripped me and I had to go change my clothes. Yeah, I got to say, walking upstairs and having your mom laugh at you is not a great confidence builder to your day. Oh, my God. I'm sure the white denim shirt would have looked great with regular jeans, but what's the most embarrassing thing you've done for a woman, Aaron? You didn't want to say it, so now you say it, you sick, sick freak. Most embarrassing, or oh no, I mean, what's the most? What's the yeah? What's the? I don't know. Whatever the dumbest, most embarrassing. Aaron, we, just tell a story that we can make fun of. It'll be easy. It'll be easy. <laughs> I mean, just tell a story. My turntable purchase. So like I, you know, I got together with my lady, and she owned some some vinyl. She owned some opera records on vinyl, and I did not have a turntable. So I think I had, you know, $200 to my name at the time. And I went and spent, you know, $450 on a turntable and some speakers. And I was like, hey, bought this stuff. Hey, you come over now. We can play that Phantom of the Opera. um, Come on over now. I hope you don't mind paying for, you know, sandwiches because that's all that was it. Like. My great rice for the next three the, weeks on but the turntable. So that, that's, got a that's probably player. it for me. Yeah. I do like that Russell's pull for opera music was fan of the opera. It's <laughs> the only one he could do. So, mom, I, I did get a question from the crowd, and, it, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but they want to know have you ever been dumped? Oh, sure. Oh, no. There's oh, tears. Sure. Yeah. A single tear. No, 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 no. And Oh, no. She no. got dumped a lot. No. Not dumped me. Oh, I have to think a little. Were you, were you so getting long. dumped more often or were you doing the dumping? Probably doing mm-hmm. the dumping more often, <laughs> frankly. Like but, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, everybody has a little heartbreak here and there. But. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. not. I think not, it's better uh, to be doing the dumping, though, than getting de- dumped. Definitely. Right? Yeah. Well, that, that's painful, too, though. When you're a teenager, you hate to hurt people's feelings. Yeah, there is something about that where you think everything, mm-hmm. isn't it yeah. funny? You think, oh, we've been going on for six months. That's the longest yeah. my life has ever been. And right. now six months is like, oh. You think it's so important. You think your whole life is so important. Little do you know, nobody cares. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I have passports that get expired in four years, and I'm surprised because it seems to come up so quick. Right. Okay. So now I'm just going to tell you these last two clips I really don't want to play for you. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to because I feel like this would not be a true podcast if I'm going to. This one is about Joey and his bad habit that he has. Okay. My dog. Yes. This is not a person. Yeah. This means my rolling going, by the way, because I got to tell you, I my dog, and listen, I love my dog. Okay. Dog does nothing. Like the dog just sits around. It sleeps all the time. The dog has one fault, and that is he loves to eat, not, not bite, not he chews on and eats dirty underwear. So if you've worn underwear, so he has eaten the crotch out of, I would guess, a dozen pair of my underwear. He has eaten about... 10 pair of my wife's underwear. He ate you, my, he ate my mom's underwear. He's eaten my sister's underwear. He's eaten my kid's underwear. I mean, at what point yeah. do you find a different underwear storage solution? Like, how, like where's your dirty underwear? Like, it seems like. Like, fool me once. Shame on you. <laughs> fool me two dozen times. Like, yeah. Fool me two times. Well, you know what? Where's the dirty underwear? I'm going to underwear. I'm going to shove it in that dog crate. And that dog crate is going to ignore it the whole time. It's going to be borrow, so awesome. I'm going to an old dirty bathroom. <laughs> I'm going to borrow a phrase from my wife and say, guys, I don't want fucking solutions. I just want you to listen. Okay? So just be quiet. All right. The underwear is staying on the floor. That's the way it is. I don't care if the dog chokes to death. I'm not picking up my underwear after I take it off, okay? The dog can change. Yeah, exactly. Dog. The dog's, dog's fault. Lesson. Yeah. But I, I had to draw the line when today the I put on... Toad style, immensely strong. I put on my biking Tiger shorts style. for my Peloton. And the dog has eaten a hole in my Peloton shorts, but not right in the crotch. It is to the right. 
it's down my thigh about two inches. Ooh, well, you can you can still ride with that. And I was like, well, this is a risky business because my kid has friends over, and but I got to walk over to the Peloton with these, and these are the biking shorts I have, so I got to like wear these. So I'm walking over to the Peloton, I get on, Do you have and to? then I'm biking, and I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. Like the hole doesn't affect too much. But then in a 45 minute ride, three separate times, my balls flew out of my bike shorts. <laughs> And it was rather uncomfortable. Okay. It definitely ruined my cadence. All right. Is the dog like sitting over in the corner winking at you or anything? When you, I when just like, notice this is happening or not? It's so. The dog's over there saying, oh, it's so yeah. upsetting. Yeah. You cannot do a workout and have your balls fly out occasionally and just start flying around and at all focus on what you're doing. So someone should have told me that before I got it kicked out of three lifetimes in the last two years, but that's all right. I can't remember. Was it just the one branch or all of them? What are you supposed to do on those sit up machines? Stuff's going to happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> reverse incline for a reason everything starts falling down yeah, deep down rob's thinking deep down rob's thinking there ain't no way russ has ever said on one of those sit-up machines <laughs> russ goes right into that hip abductor machine with the legs are spreading wide and coming back together it's like really right away that's the first one you're gonna do so anyway so what's our so what's our so really no i mean no solutions we're just gonna just let the dog. Well, keep the problem is the, the the main problem is that my wife's underwear are quite expensive. So every time he eats one, my wife tells me like that's gonna cost you this much money. Like, and I'm like, it's furious. You have like a hamper or something. I mean, like twelve dollars a target. So here's our laundry style, okay? And tell me yeah. if this, this is dog is up. only what six inches high. Like you could you could put this on on a coffee table, right? Like you yeah, could just put your underwear you know on the back how, of the couch. Oh, that dog will. You know how sometimes <laughs> dogs. You know how sometimes dogs end up like their owners. So here's the thing. <laughs> Your dog's got a horseshit mustache. He's a, a, a poon hound. Aaron and his wife would have like a loop, like a rope looped up into the the top of their living mm-hmm. room with a bundle hanging down, like they're hiding stuff from a bear that's coming in yeah. into the the campsite, and they would be hiding that dirty underwear way up above where that that cat can get to it. Yeah, Aaron's like, I keep it right at nose level. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> But, but you did. I, but I did. What can I say? <laughs> it's, out, it's out. It's out. The Wu Tang has inspired have, me. We do actually hang Ooh. our um, what laundry from the ceiling, but that's so not that let interesting. Me, let me tell you my laundry on. style. Here's the deal: is that we have a we have a washing machine in the apartment, which is very rare for New York City. Okay. And so what we do is we when we when laundry is dirty, we Humble put it on brag. the floor Ding. in front of the laundry. New York City brag drink. Yeah. And then. <laughs> We put it on the floor in front of the laundry machine, and then when it's clean, we put it in a hamper. So that way we know what's clean and what's dirty. So the laundry does have a lot of time on the floor. But sometimes, you know, when you're getting in bed, you just, you know, you're throwing the underwear on the floor. You, Aaron, you're giving me the not. You're giving me the no. You're don't. What do you do when you go to bed? Put no, underwear I was giving like, you the yes. I was giving you the okay. yes, man. Like, yeah. Like, the yeah, I get it. I, I'm understanding now. I, I yeah, Aaron's you know, I get floor it. is covered in underwear. Right? That's why Every he bought day, shoes. He had stepping on too many underwears. He was like, ugh. <laughs> Matt's mom, a.k.a. the housekeeper, is over at like 1030 every night when Matt goes to bed. She's scooping that shit up off the ground and throwing it right into yeah. the hamper. Nothing, nothing's hanging around there on the on the ground for that dog mm-hmm. to get at. Matt, call me before you go to bed so I can scoop up <laughs> so you don't leave a line in your room. I got to scoop up just like he's out just like he's out with the driveway. She's with his underwear in his room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all genetic. Suzanne wants Suzanne wants you to tell the bowling story. Date story do you want to do that or not oh i can do that okay yes. so tell us about the date that you and dad went on that involved bowling early on in my in my dating career with this is a classic mom's underwear husband. story 
I went bowling with dad and his best friend, Les Reese. And uh, we got there and I was wearing what I thought was a cute outfit. But as I bowled the first or second ball, I heard a, I heard a rip and I knew it was my pants that had ripped. And and I said, oh, can you see it? You know, I said to Robert, can you see anything? And he said, oh, no, it's nothing. And so we kept bowling for another two games. And when I got home, the whole back of my pants was completely ripped open and had been the whole time. But they just didn't want to leave the bowling alley. So they, they let me bowl with my back end hanging out of my pants the whole time. So that was very romantic. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea that they're like, you know, they're whispering each other when you're up there. You know, you're like, oh, I've got a split. I'm trying to get And They're like, hey, I yeah. really want to keep bowling. Don't tell her about her pants. And he's like, okay, I definitely yeah. won't tell her about her pants. I think exactly. that's a really good idea. That was it. Oh, that's so good. Um, so the, that's I, that, I think that's true love, though. That's when you know. True love. Nobody's going to be the dumb True love. He could love bowling and not me. Oh, well, okay. That's... <laughs> All right. So this last one is about buying deodorant. Oh. In New York now, almost all the deodorant is under glass. So you have to go ask to buy it. Everybody's deodorant is under glass. So <laughs> do you know how embarrassing it is to go ask for a certain flavor of deodorant? Anyway, that's the, bit I, that's the bit I do here. It's bad. But this is about other stuff that could be under glass mm-hmm. as um, well. Now, the, the, I think I do tell... At some point, I did tell the story about how when I was on a plane one time and you were convinced I wasn't wearing deodorant. Yes. And you yelled at me and you said, well, you didn't yell at me, but you certainly talked to me and you said, hey, you need to start wearing deodorant. I think, how old was I? 14, 15, 25? Nine. Yeah. So you said you need to wear deodorant. And then it turns out that, do you remember what was happening instead? Yes. Well, that smell that smelled like Robert's B.O. turned out to be the stewardess eating a Burger King hamburger. (laughs) It was the onions. And so I kind of wondered if I really wanted to pursue much fast food, if I couldn't tell the difference between the fast food and my son's B.O. Yeah, it's not too appetizing. Well, the deodorant I was wearing at the time was flame broiled. Mm. That might be part of the problem. Mm. All right. So that's a good joke. Uh, here is this one. Uh, let's just talk about the deodorant. So then I also this week, I ran out of deodorant. Okay. And actually, to be honest, I ran out of deodorant about two months ago. And I have been using my wife's deodorant. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with using your wife's no, deodorant. Totally I think that fine. is fair yeah. game. I never, ever tell her. I would never tell her. She'll be pissed if she ever listens to this podcast. So I'm set for the rest of my life. Not worried about that. And the uh, so I, I go down to the Dwayne Reed, which is in my building, right? And I go to get the deodorant. They now have the deodorant behind glass that you have to unlock and get the deodorant. So I have to like go. A ra- and- like razor blades where you have to have a lock to get Can them out or what? out of deodorant? I don't know. I, I don't know if they're so expensive, but I have to go ask somebody what? to unlock expensive. the deodorant. And then I have to say to them, ah, uh, yes, I would like the, you know, musk. The extra sweaty man. <laughs> yeah, I would like the musk, bear smell, shark man, like Superman deodorant. Like I, Because I'm telling you, one of my favorite days of all time, and I've said this all the time, is growing up, I love it when I run out of deodorant and I get to go pick a new type of deodorant. It's one of the highlights of my week. Well, not week. I don't buy deodorant that often. But whenever I buy deodorant, it's I love shopping because there's all these different fun kinds of deodorant and you can and you pick all these different up. things. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. I I, I I love all the new like 
super masculine flavors. Is that the right term? Like the flavors? I, don't, of the I hope it's not a flavor. Maybe a scent. <laughs> well, anything's yeah, a flavor if you try hard enough. <laughs> Rob, are you a science teacher? You don't <laughs> know like the five senses. <laughs> I, listen, I don't have time for teaching that stuff. Okay, I'm, I'm much too busy at school listening to these albums. Um, but it's so embarrassing because now I basically am not going to buy deodorant. And in fact, I went to another Dwayne Reed in Manhattan. It was also under glass, so I just walked out. I mean, I. I I'm what else such is a, under? What else is under glass? I don't know. Pipes, I think right? like oh, you know, laundry detergent is cigarettes, like so just stuff that stuff that gets stolen. What right? would be the I mean, most embarrassing thing you would have to ever go buy and ask for them to open the glass to buy? Like, is it condoms? What would be the thing where you'd be terrified? I would love to, to go ask condoms. the lady condoms, at, like, at yeah, Dwayne Reed to open the glass to open the for what? Pack, right. Oh my god, I would love to buy condoms, and I'd be like, what? Give me your smallest, most normal sized condoms that you have. Like that's what I want. <laughs> Condoms are so big. I get condoms sometimes. I used to, when I used to oh, get no. condoms. Oh, Rob, we weren't so going to do this. Big. Rob, we weren't going to do this. I was always like, they're so big. And then there's that little tip on the end. I remember in health oh, no. class, they'd always be like, oh, make sure you squeeze that tip when you it's put it on. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, otherwise. And I was like, how much do you think is coming out? Like, do you think there's so much coming out that if I don't squeeze that tip, this whole thing's going to fly off like Wait, a balloon, like well, a water zero rocket? Minutes. Like, I was like, this makes no sense. Like, even then I was like, squeeze a tip. That doesn't even make sense. How does that make any sense? But that was like the one thing I remember from health class was squeeze a tip. So the, the idea, mom. So my mom has her head in her hands. That was the clip I picked last because I thought you would walk away if I picked it earlier. The idea, mom, was that we were going to have some glasses of wine and that would be at the end. But I think we drank the wine too early and now Ooh. it's starting to wear off. And so we kind of sobered up just to listen to that clip. So mm-hmm. that's not that's that's not how it's supposed to work out at all. Got it. So I guess I just have one question. That's the end of the podcast. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for doing this. I know this is not something that's like your dream come true is <laughs> listening to me indulge myself. But I just have one question. Mom, are you proud of me for doing I'm this? I'm so proud oh. of you for doing this. And I think it takes a lot of nerve and time and talent put yourself out there like this. It's kind of I'm like I'm proud of you, sweetie. Yeah, I'm and I'm always proud oh, of thank you. you. Here, and here. I never mm-hmm. I never get to tell you that. Oh, I, I know it. You don't have to tell me that. I, and it, it's true. I am kind of a hero. I mean, you didn't use the word hero, but I think that's kind of similar yeah, that to what you're push, saying. That might be pushing it a little. No, I think that's what kind of what you said. I do want to play this to you before we go real quick. Have you ever, did I, did I, oh, I did play you this clip of Emerson when he was on the podcast. It's the mm-hmm. one thing he said that I saved. No. Rob's right. Oh. So I play- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. That's been Beck Did It Better. The when you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. Thank you. Thank you. I'll never have to do Look it up online. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better.